0: Yeah, and I'm no longer writing to save myself, right? I'm, I'm writing to um, express the, the beauty of emotion in the world.
1: All right, well, welcome back to the Write Songs You Love podcast. I feel, I'm looking for it here, I feel like today is worthy of a maraca intro. <laughs> I've never given a Maraca intro, but the, the special guest I have coming on today, I feel deserves a Maraca intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she agrees. <laughs> we've got That's so cool. Yeah. We've got the incredible. I don't know, I'm trying to think of like the list of things that you do, like singer songwriter, visual artist, healer, multimedia producer, ninja, <laughs> used to be my most amazing neighbor. <laughs> that's, an impor-
0: that's an important one,
1: okay? That's a very important one. <laughs> on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> Proud dog parent to Bernie. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. We have Diane Barbarash
0: on today. So welcome, Diane. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. <laughs> so I'm really like so stoked. I've been thinking about this interview for days and going wow am i worthy i mean i'm just such a fan of your podcast and i'm like why wow, am i worthy of being on it wow
1: <laughs> <laughs> come on of course yeah like that, oh my gosh like actually you know it's so cool uh just in starting this podcast you're you're one of the people from the get-go even before i was thinking of doing it that i was like oh i can't wait the day when when people get to hear more of your story and oh I, cool i can help oh. help with that in some way because like i feel well when we go back to neighbor days uh in vancouver just off commercial drive where we connected it was uh just for everyone listening it was actually a really funny scenario so when my wife and i Shara lived in, in an apartment building we uh <laughs> we didn't have a car we actually didn't have a car for quite a long time but with our place that we were renting came a parking stall and, and it was underground in the parkade in this building. And so for longest time, we just didn't do anything with it. It just sat there. And we actually thought about renting it out to somebody else. Cause we're like, oh, what the heck? Like we're not using it, mm-hmm. but we never did. And it never really seemed to follow through. So, so one day I went down there just because I needed to practice or rehearse for something. And I just thought, ah, oh, maybe I'll just go use our parking stall. And and, and so I think the first time I went down there, I took the cello and, and just the sound in this parkade was incredible. And so I, I kept going down there. And one of the times I believe I was, I was working on a ukulele song. That's <laughs> and, right. And then you, you came by,
0: you're like, um, <laughs> hi, <laughs> what are you doing? here? <laughs> I was taking Bernie out and I heard somebody playing the ukulele and I'm like, Oh, my God, there is another musician in this building. <laughs> I have to find out who this person is.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's such a fun thing about music, the ability to just, especially when, when you get into any kind of public space, not, I guess, is anything but your your own living space, that if you just go outside and play, you will meet other musicians. <laughs> it's just yeah it's kind of a natural thing and and I've always enjoyed that so yeah it was such a such a gift to meet you that way and and that just started a really fun fun friendship and collaborations and all sorts of things so so yeah so Diane was a part of the kind of mid early stages of the one song challenges that I would run in person in our in our little apartment and it was just so awesome to have you come down the hall and bring bring your dog Bernie <laughs> Bernie would come along for the visits as well and make encouraging or, or disparaging noises for a little while and then just settle down and listen to the music
0: <laughs> those are the days it was so fun just to walk down the hallway through the doors yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I we used to
1: that. joke too about like when we started doing some recording together that we had Studio A and Studio B depending on whose apartment we would go to. <laughs> it
0: was yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, there are times in in my life whether it's been like a magical kind of like you know bubble, right? That can never ever be repeated. That that that's because they involve a certain group of people. And even when I was living in Toronto, when I was like. 16 17 and um i had a friend who played flamenco, live flamenco guitar for the flamenco dance classes that i was a, a part of the um their troupe
2: Amazing. and
0: um uh and he was also a, a luthier is that the right word guitar ba- maker um so uh anyhow he he said oh you know um you're starting to write songs i was starting to write songs at 16 um, 17. And, um, and he said, Oh, you should really come to that Albert's, which was this um, legendary coffee house. It was in, at, in the at that point in time, and for a very long time, it was the basement of a church mm-hmm. in Toronto, in the annex part of Toronto. Um, the original location, people like Neil Young, and Joni Mitchell, and, and all those types of people rolling through Toronto, they would go to this coffee house. And, yeah, so uh, so he said, you got to come to Fat Alberts. And so I would, so I was there when I was about, yeah, I was 17. And um, there was, like, everybody there was at least 10 years older than me and had been through the whole folk era and everything. And they became my friends. And um, I also got into, like, you know, bars and things because, you know, of course, I was with the group of older people, so I never got ID'd. And um, I... (laughs) and it was just oh it was so so cool like to really learn how to songwrite by being around these incredible songwriters and uh you know and then uh by the time I was I think about 19 or 20 I moved out west and that that's kind that ended that era but mm. it was so precious like the people and what happened and the drama and the music it was so incredible and and i hadn't really experienced that kind of feeling before until we met and i started traipsing myself down every week down the hallway <laughs> to your one song challenges and 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 then it just started to just build and develop and and so cool yeah i feel like i'm in a way it's still kind of going on um yeah because i i I escalated from, from, or developed myself from those to the uh, Write Songs You Love, and then the, the second um, Write Songs You Love, and then the third one with the performing one, the scariest one of all, uh, which was the most amazing one. I grew up more in that one than I did in all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and now we're recording an EP. So it's I, I feel like yeah I guess I, I'm still in it like it's it's so I feel very fortunate you know yeah
1: well it's yeah. well just thinking about time the passage of time right now cuz Shara and I moved into that building in 2013 Oh okay So and I don't think it was that long after that that we met so it's it's potentially close to like a 8 to 10 year <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and your journey that we've kind of shared that way. So it's pretty amazing to think about like,
0: so cool. Yeah.
1: But anyway, yeah. You, it's, you mentioned some really cool things there about like time in Toronto and, and just how, well, there's a couple of questions that that brought up for me when you said you started writing songs at 16. Yeah. So what, what got you over the hump? Like what, what made you just all of a sudden decide that
0: I'm just going to start writing songs. Well, Okay. The real story is that I actually really I I actually started writing songs when I was like eight. <laughs> okay. They were like pop songs, okay, Michael. They were like, ooh, ooh, and ah uh, ah, uh, and the you know, a few lines here and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I was really like and I begged for a guitar for a really long time. It's only when my parents got divorced, and you know, that's when the kids can kind of like get stuff sometimes, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> the parents want to appease the kids. Anyhow, that's when I finally got my guitar lessons. <laughs> um, but as the story goes, uh, I, was, uh, I was I was I was about thirteen at that point, and I, I I got a classical guitar and I got classical guitar lessons, which I was just you know I was at that point in time I was really devastated because in my mind I was going to be a rock star or a pop star, you know. And I used to like dance to Led Zeppelin. Oh, you know that was my world. And and I got this classical nylon string guitar. And anyhow, it couldn't have been like most ama- The best thing that ever happened to me because it really, of course, taught me those three years between 13 and 16 taught me technique. Hmm. And, um, you know, develop. I developed my ear. It was. It was. Um, and and just just it taught me about practicing and uh and and applying yourself and that with anything it it is work you know no matter how good you are you know you still have to actually put some work into it and i used to like find my way around it which was i didn't i didn't really want to like i wanted to free flow but you can't with a with with classical guitar so i would memorize i would memorize note for note these incredible sonatas and everything and then i would pretend to read the page while playing it (laughs) And I was busted around. I think it took three years for him to bust me. Anyhow. Um, that's a <laughs> pretty good run. Have, what, what's, what's that? Sorry.
2: That's
1: a pretty good run of being covert.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Uh, so anyhow, so at that point, I had the courage to say, you know, I really want to play um, I'm not uh, acoustic guitar and i really want to play songs and so the first song that i learned was stereo to heaven because it has this beautiful mm-hmm. um classical bit right in a sense yeah, totally. and uh so i started to learn like pop songs that had classicalness in them and then when I, exactly pretty much when i turned 16 i announced that i needed to move out on my own um so i did something that probably I, I don't know anybody who was doing that at that point, uh, which is that I, I moved out on my own and still went to school. So music, uh, sorry, songwriting became a therapy, uh, mm-hmm. literally. That is literally how songwriting started to take off for me because I needed, I felt very alone. I, I felt you know, I probably wasn't as angry as I felt when I was um, a couple years later. I felt very angry a couple years later because of everything that had led up to me moving out. But I was still trying to like deal with my feelings, and so I I, I started songwriting. And then um, uh, my friend Steve uh, said, "Hey, you got to check out. You got to come and play it at um, Fat Alberts." And so I would play. As you know, I I had. I'll put it in past tense because it's getting better but i had like terrible terrible fear of performing so i would play my uh, you got like i think you got sometimes three songs sometimes two songs depending on how many people were on the roster so but it didn't really matter i would play like my one song and then i would run off the stage <laughs>
1: Like with the flame trails from the back to the future <laughs> DeLorean <laughs> left on the stage and the stairs across the way. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> but I would be writing like, um, you know, three or four songs a week. Right. Huh. Yeah. So I would have like new songs every week to play. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, uh, I just started to, I, I remember renting a Tascam uh, four track I loved Long McQuaid at that point because I could have access to anything that I needed, mm-hmm. and I started to record on my own in that way. And then I went to um, I went to o- I got into OCA, Ontario College of Art. That didn't last very long, but ten years later, when I was um, out here in Vancouver, I went back to art school and I went to the Emily Carr uh, School of Design, and I got into the film program. And what happened was. I was not really, like, I was okay, obviously, I was, you know, excited about film and, and all that, but what I was really excited about was composing the soundtracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, basically, halfway through my, because I did a my foundational year, and then I did my first year of film, and so halfway through that, that year of film, my... One of my teachers came up to me and and I got busted again. It's like you're not here for the film. You're here for the music. You really shouldn't be here. <laughs> so I so I finished that year and then I left and that's when I really started to um, start to produce and learn about produce production and r- recording. I did a lot of recording in other studios, but I also did a lot of recording on my own as well
1: I'm feeling a a thread from a couple of stories that you shared now that leads me to ask you the question that or maybe it's just more of a request I think you should someday write a song called busted (laughs) totally (laughs) I think that would be an entertaining song with the different stories that you've already brought up (laughs) absolutely
0: absolutely yeah, it'll be maybe the the, the uh, second possible ha- uh, funny happy song that I could ever write. <laughs> <laughs> but as you know, that most of my songs are just just miserable.
1: <laughs> well, that's not true anymore. That's actually funny for everyone listening. Um, so when I first met Diane, it was it was a fairly regular staple that pretty much every song needed an A minor.
2: That's right.
1: Which is always known as this like, you know, sad, kind of darker use. Well, it can be used for lots of different things, but I know for you, that was like an anchor, anchor. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I think I gave you that challenge one time of just like not using an A minor (laughs) and you totally (laughs) rebelled and, and ended up making this whole song about, (laughs) about that, (laughs) which is still one of my favorites of yours, which was quite hilarious. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was really good. I, I Yeah, for everybody listening, I, I phoned Michael on the day of that I was supposed to traipse down the hallway to deliver my new song to the group, and, and I, I was like, I can't I can't show up. I, I can't write a song without A minor, so I'm not showing up today. So <laughs> I don't know what you said, but basically it was like, in a very, very nice way, you're like, get your shit together, and <laughs> this song came out rebellious. Yeah, I'm supposed to write a song about a minor with an A minor or without an A minor or whatever. So. <laughs> and yeah,
1: it was a cool song. <laughs> it's a very, very cool song. It's been a while since I've heard it. I actually got to hear it again. Um, but so awesome. Well, lots of different cool things there, you know. And it's just so neat to follow pathways into different forms of art, like going into visual art, going into film, and and then you've always found a neat way of maintaining a connection with music through that kind of stuff and you know so whether it's been film related things or just like just the kinds of music projects that you work on uh, particularly the last few years have been super super cool and just a great demonstration of of how you can utilize so many of your your different skills but in in mixed media so like i'd actually just love to spend a bit of time going through the different ones because uh well maybe just start with the book the book that you made because that was oh, kind yeah. of one of your first discoveries into like your songwriting process that really worked for you.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel like everything, I am really like into combining different mediums for sure. And I don't even realize like our I didn't realize till fairly recently that I've been doing this all my life, but you know, because we, Think of multimedia as this kind of like grand kind of like, um, or even like a like a painting or a, like a grand kind of like um, delivery of multimedia. I, I don't think it, it took me a well while before I realized that that was actually my, my. It's been it's been something that I have done all my life. So maybe just talking about the maybe I'll just prelude it a little bit. Yeah, and uh, when I think about the paintings that I used to do, it would be. Um, It wouldn't just be an oil painting or an acrylic painting. It would be like both and then, or material or something like that or written stuff. It would, it would all always sort of, I always wanted to combine things so that it was more of a three dimensional experience for the, the observer or the listener. Um, When I, when I uh, was applying to get into uh, the Ontario College of Art, I or no, no, it wasn't that one. It was, uh, it was Emily Carr. Um, I, I actually created a children's book based on a song that I had, a children's, or a song that i wrote written for my daughter.
2: Mm.
0: So it was, like, was kind of like a children's song. And I um, made all these oil pastel drawings that would basically illustrate the book in a sense. And then I recorded the song and then I showed up with the book and uh, set up headphones and a cassette player and they had to like press play and listen to the song while flipping through my, my book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was like uh, late. So fast forward uh, to the, to the art therapy book, I guess that I, that I created recently that I, I did that as well for, for the purpose of bringing people into a more, Oh, experiential, like like tactical experience. I, I'm always trying to help people feel it, but not just through their eyes, but you know, through their body yeah. as well. Yeah, I think that's what's going on here. I think I'm expl- I'm e- figuring it out while I'm talking to you. <laughs>
1: uh, that's great. <laughs> say, having well, yeah. Keep going. I'll say some other. Things.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm 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 trying to find the language for it. This this book as well had oil pastel drawings um, and also line uh, blind drawings as well where you're not looking at the page but you're you're concent- I, in this case I was concentrating on visual images of myself so they were they're all like self portraits the oil pastels of course my eyes are completely open that would be a complete disaster if they were but,
1: well but, talk about yeah maybe just lay out the process so would the would would it always start with your eyes closed idea of yeah. like doing a self portrait.
0: Yeah, it would start with my eyes closed and seeing seeing an image of myself with my oh. eyes closed, and then just without lifting the pencil off the page, you you draw and you feel as you draw. So you're drawing, you know, things that you see, like the eyes perhaps or the nose. But then, but then maybe you see the hair, but you can't lift that pen or sort of pencil off the page. So right. you have to drag that pen pencil to the hair. And the whole idea is to then go, oh, oh, the hair's kind of coarse over there, kind of dark over there. So, so you kind of like spend a little bit of time there. So you're not, you're not just drawing to outline, you're drawing to feel, feel the lines that you see, you mm. know, uh, or the indentations that you see, depending on how clearly you see something or feel something. Right. Uh, and the idea was that, that to do that for just really just a minute. Mm. So there's no pressure right? And you're just, and then, and what happens is there's something that comes out in those blind drawings that, about yourself, that is revealed. Something emotional that's revealed that you never expected.
1: So, well, there's two things of that alone. I'm just curious. So when you're when you're sitting down, because you did multiple versions of these, like in they're they're largely like the self-portrait kind of thing. Like, how did so? You, are you really just sitting down and asking yourself, kind of like, how am I feeling right now? Like, what's coming up? No, what's going on or like nothing how, like that. You just how do you go about it?
0: It's like it's like sitting down to do a meditation. Okay. It's like it's like sitting down and then just doing it. Yeah, okay. no thought whatsoever. Okay. Uh, just the the next then then you then I would move into. Uh, the oil pastel drawing that was sort of inspired by this line drawing that I've just done.
1: Sure. Yeah. So and, now you're open eyes and you get to choose like the feel, I guess the yeah. color is really, are like really enhancing of the feeling, right?
0: Exactly. Then, uh, then, uh, then I write, let myself write like a four line poem or something like that. It doesn't have to rhyme, but a four liner with, with what's, with what I'm discovering through this process right? That I've just done. Mm-hmm. And, and, and usually that voice is, is it's, it's a wise voice. It's, it's a voice that's like talking to me in a, in a positive way usually or encouraging way or something like that. It's, it's something that, that is separate from the guttural, um, primordial, just base emotions. Right. And then, and then what I, all of this actually was Meant to help me transition in that out of, um, back or into songwriting because I was I was feeling a, a, I was struggling for a really really long time with um, periods of time where I just couldn't write, and I would call it what would we call it blocks was, uh, like writer's block or something like that, and I I've experienced that throughout my whole life. Sometimes it would be so painful. Sometimes it would be like six months like just torturous where I couldn't even look at my guitar because it was, I was just so tortured by the whole thing. And it's interesting because way back in the days when I was like um, living on my own, uh, 16 and 17, I used painting like big canvases and everything. I used that in order to like help myself work through those writer's block times. And uh, and then, you know, as we grow up and we, you know, have jobs and we have to take care of our families and different things like that, uh, we we tend to get into a lot of the doing of life, you know. And I think I I just, uh, so I had gotten out of painting a, a lot. And all of a sudden I had found, my, found that I had created this, this incredible system, this therapeutic system that not only helped me deeply, uh, emotionally, like, like, uh, work through something that I without going, I'm going to work through my anger. I'm going to work through (laughs) my issue or something. Who cares? I just, I just let myself work with myself. And then these songs started to come out. And I was so excited. And I felt so empowered that um, I actually had uh, some power to, to heal myself. And I wanted to share this with people. And that's how the book got created. So the whole methodology of this is outlined at the back of, of these books, um, right. which are I'll just shameless, shamelessly promote. Oh, there's no are- shame. Go for it. <laughs>
1: there's
0: no shame. Oh my God. No, it's they're, just spreading. They're goodness. actually they're free. They're actually free. So if you just go to my Bandcamp page, um, then you you can order one for free. No problem. So I, I just wanted, I'm seriously, I wanted to, I wanted to just do it to share, mm-hmm. share this with people and go, Oh my gosh, this, this could help you too. You know, that kind of thing or inspire you.
1: Well, it's a beautiful book. And like, just the hearing about your excitement, I remember so fondly your excitement of you just being like, I know my process and, <laughs> and how ec- ecstatic you were. And, and then, It was so cool to watch or just hear about how that developed for you, of just and the stages that you worked through. And you know what is so cool about that is going through the multiple stages you and having no thoughts. You know, like and you you came in one time to to come show that to a bunch of songwriters that had been through, you know, some of the challenges and whatnot. That was so fun, and I, I still remember. I still have that my pictures and my drawings around.
2: Oh, cool!
1: That I worked on at that time. And that I just, I was, I remember it being so surprising of just like having this, the kind of song that came up, was just like, oh, I would have never thought of, I like, couldn't have thought of this, but just sitting down to do this and just what naturally is there, that alone is cool to recognize, you know, it's just like, we, we at any given time have a lot going on and we often totally. like pass through it and don't even realize it. So when you do allow, you know, one of the things is a drawing and you are know, it's like, okay, what do I make of that? Okay, I'm gonna use some yeah. colors and work with that a little bit more, and then like, what is that saying to me now? Like, there's this whole trail that that ends up following through with this that turns into a song. That is such a cool multi-support way. I think sometimes when we rely on just one avenue, it can maybe we can get stuck a little bit easier. But when you're when you're integrating yeah. a lot of different scenic tours along the journey, then there's just more yeah. to add into it and more to influence it. And it it was such a unique process, and I love. I love what you did with that, and the fact that how you embraced technology—a different way of using, utilizing QR codes in your book, mm. so people could like once they've like looked at all the things, you can see the progress of of the drawing to the pastel to the poem or the lyrics, and then you can zap this QR code and then hear the song. It's just such a unique way of delivering music. Like like you're saying how how you were busted before of like trying to get it into film or like trying to do these other things. It's it's just very unique and and I, I love stuff like that and and I think when you get to utilize so many of your skill sets and loves and passions, it like it really feels like a multi layered, rich experience to produce all of that and share it.
0: Thank you. You know what's what's really really interesting for me about the whole process is that I'm becoming more human to myself. Mm-hmm. So when I say to myself okay, Diane, you haven't written a song in a while, you need to write a new song, you know, or like, what's wrong with you? You know, you need to like, try, pick up your guitar. What's wrong with you? That kind of thing. You know, that all that pressure mm-hmm. um, that I was putting on myself over the years at times. And instead, uh, I found uh, a way of just being c- kind to myself and, allowing myself to just um, organically open
1: Ma hmm. wow. I get I get shivers when I hear that kind of stuff you know it's it's a uh, and I'm sure others listening probably feel the same and I know there's others that know you that were even in that workshop like hearing this even just again will bring back those memories and and something is just and I remember you talking about it that way saying like I really found a, a strong passage or pathway back to myself. And it's so cool. So, so that's that's like one of the first times I've heard of you putting something like that together. And then then it evolved. And I know like, well, we'll I'll come back to this as I know this is semi out of order, but it kind of like jumped around a bit. Because, uh, But I'll, I wanted to ask you about like the AeroGram project that you're currently doing.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so cool. And I, I'm telling you, I, like all of this uh is evolving because of the work i'm doing with you i have to just say massive massive thank you to you for you're just amazing just you just know how to how to lead and how to how to help somebody um you know just kind of like look at things in a little different way so that at least that's my experience Um, so yeah. So what happened was I I wanted. So I started to after writing all these songs, <laughs> a lot of them, most of them actually with you, um, I started to realize that I wasn't your typical uh, social media person. You know that tries to. Um, I, I mean, I, I get it. Bless bless social media for for, for musicians. I get it, uh, but it doesn't really uh, feel very. It feels very diminishing to me a lot uh because uh, you know i don't have a gazillion followers say Mm -hmm. so so that so uh which is fine it's just that in that on that platform when you see that something's been viewed like 30 times in a sense whereas another person's Got like extreme amount of views. It can your your brain can really get ahead of you, and can kind of make you feel like you know, wow, like you know, nobody likes you, (laughs) or something like that. Or you don't even you basically you start not even appreciating the people that actually really listened. Okay,
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I and I was like, I I want a connection with people, and I don't care. You know the whole thing of like. If if you show up for your gig and there's only one person in the audience, you play to that person, mm-hmm. and that and that is everything. Um, and I wanted to really take that and 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 really honor the relationship that I had with people that actually enjoyed what they were hearing or or, or just interested in mm-hmm. hearing my song. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I uh, I came up with this idea and another, another project, but. <laughs> But it's a really cool idea, I think. Um, I When my mother passed away, there's this kind of chest of like papers and letters and documents and things like that that all got shoved in this, t- this kind of metal box. And when I finally uh, had the, the time to go through it, there was all these aerograms that were sent back and forth between her and her sisters in England. Mm. And she was obviously from England. And... So what they are, are these these pieces of paper that are pre-stamped by the post office. And they were uh, developed in, in the time of, I believe, World War II. I don't know if it was World War One, but definitely World War II, because they kind of thought, oh, we need to like conserve, you know, like like weight, I guess. And they I guess they viewed like regular letters. As you know, they'd be like really heavy or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they created these like it's just like one piece of paper, and you write your letter, and then you fold it because it folds. It has you know like dotted lines where you fold, and then you, you know, and then it's sealed and it's pre-stamped, and you just you know take it to the post office. And so there's all these aerograms that they would write back and forth, uh, my mother and her sisters, and and it's really really so cool. Uh, so anyhow, so uh, in my head, I was like, ah, oh, would it be cool if I uh, used aerograms that included QR codes yep. and just, and also just like, just letters, just letters. So what I started doing was I started to uh, write, they're actually like just short stories, just little, little kind of like uh, photographs or snapshots of something that I might have, uh, experienced in, in life. Um, and it has a little bit of a quirky style to it and a serious style as well. Um, and, but they, but for the first time in my life, I found, I found myself cause I'm generally quite a private person, but I found myself actually sharing these stories about myself. And and then of course it includes one of my songs that ties into it. And i would basically i have like um at this point i've got like um about 65 or 66 people that i do every month they receive an aerogram Mm -hmm. anybody who wants to get on the list just let me know (laughs) and anyhow the response has been incredible because i've i've never had responses about my songs the way that i have had through the aerograms because it's like some it's like it's like a physical letter that you can touch mm-hmm. and open, right? Because the world is now emails, right? Yeah. So, and you open it up and yeah, okay, got it. I, I typed it out, but um, I sign it. Um, and there's a, there's usually a picture. Oh yeah, you have some in your hand.
1: Yeah, I got my back <laughs> right beside me here all
0: the time. <laughs> and yeah, and, um, and I, I do a little bit ode to my comic book uh, era. Uh, my Marvel comic book era and they're each, each of them are an issue like issue zero zero one issue zero zero two. Like you know. <laughs> anyone who's into comic books, especially Marvel or DC, right. There's, you know, there's all these, you know, the issues. Oh yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. So again, so it's it, in, so in this way I'm not use, utilizing um, oil pastels or, or art in that way, but I'm utilizing, um, uh, Polaroid uh, photography, or or old photography.
1: Yeah, and and story. You know, like
0: and the,
1: story. Yeah, I, I was telling you a little bit before that this is something that's kind of neat. So when these come in the mail, about once a month, uh, Shara and I usually when we when we have them, we kind of save them for when we're sitting and having dinner, and then we seem to alternate like who who reads it to the other one. Oh, <laughs> and
0: God, that's so cool.
1: It's a really neat thing, and then we QR your your code there and listen to the song while we're while we're having dinner, and it's just like it's such a special thing.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, you just yeah. Okay, you just made me feel like okay, I am worthy. <laughs> that's so great. That's so great. Thank well, you.
1: Oh, that's it's a really again <laughs> really unique treat to receive, and and I you've shared some really cool stories of other people's experiences with them as well that have been really special but uh, yeah we were chatting about like if you'd be able to share like read one of the stories
0: oh i would love to i would love to i'll 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 read the latest one yeah Yeah. for sure isn't it by the way i just want to before i read this isn't it like every songwriter's desire to to like you know have people listen right to their heart right Mm -hmm. and so i've just found a way of dropping it into people's homes instead of their computers right so okay yeah this is the latest one so it will go usually it will start like dear and it will have the names pers- so dear michael <laughs> yes <laughs> <clears throat> we can all be angels here on earth many years ago my father and his wife came to vancouver for a visit As good grandparents, a shopping trip was planned to get my daughter some new clothes and school items. I'll preface this right now by saying that anyone who knows me knows that a shopping mall is the last place I ever want to go. However, for the benefit of all, that won out this time. As this was a rather large mall with many levels, we parked in the underground and headed up to the world of endless things. I did my best to breathe through the drone of crowded voices from passers-by and radio music that shot out at us from stores like desperate tentacles. But eventually, and to my absolute relief, we found ourselves in a large department store area and I could feel my body relax. The floor was enormous but amazingly quiet. And there were surprisingly few people there among the spacious rocks of clothing and mannequins. It was almost, dare I say, enjoyable. <laughs> Our mission, new socks for Neera. And we found an array of them with little effort. Now I can't explain how, but my attention was pulled several meters away where a young girl about five or six years old stood in place, motioning desperately with her hands. No one seemed to be aware of her but me. But time was moving fast, and soon enough her mother did appear in a panic, pleading with her daughter to no avail. My body kicked in, legs moving towards the two of them in what felt like slow motion, arriving and then... Arms enveloping with fists lock in, push in, push up, and then again with the first attempt when, and then again and again when the first attempt failed. The girl's mother had turned away from us now in desperation to call out for help. But my second Heimlich maneuver worked and resulted in many large gumballs flying out of the child's mouth magically caught in midair by the mother's tissue as apparently she had spun back around in perfect timing with arms outstretched like we were all in some weird synchronic synchronic what is it synchronic dance by then a small crowd had gathered and began to push its way towards mom and daughter with such force that I found myself on the outside completely unnoticed. The young girl was crying, the mom was thanking everyone. And so I turned around to walk back to my family who had remained in place by the socks, watching from afar. It was all so strange. Nothing was said and everyone turned to move on. I felt as if I'd gone to another world and back, leaving parts of me in both, and now I existed in neither. But my father turned around and saw me frozen in place. He came over to me with such a focus and placed both his hands on the sides of my face. He had never done this before in my life, ever. And he said, you've done a mitzvah, which is a good deed, he said and even though they didn't see you i see you i learned that day to never take for granted my part in this world
2: ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's dirty Hi. that's oh it's so beautiful and like yeah, there's so much tension in that story. And just like, what a crazy scenario. Oh, So visually rich too, like I'm just imagining like these flying gumballs popping out in like this w- weird movement, but like the way that you capture the whole emotion of how fast something like that moves and just like, what what just happened? Oh it's, yeah, yeah. What, what your dad said to you is just really, really special.
0: Yeah, and these are all like stories that I, are in me, but I don't really like, you know, talk about them, you know? And so it, this, it gives me a little bit of a, these letters give me a forum to, to share these magical wow. things.
1: Yeah. yeah, And it's, it just really speaks to how nuanced this human experience is, you know, and like the special, special things where how, how we handle stress or challenge and like how we, how we do that as a unit, you know, as like a, as family and circles and community and friends and, yeah. These little noticings, you know, it's like, so maybe sometimes not the kind of thing you think would be a, a story to share off the top of your head, but it's like, yeah, that I find that one so, so deeply impactful <laughs> in so many ways. So thank you for sharing that. And there's a song that goes oh. with it as well.
0: Yeah, actually it's, um, it's called Lost in, Lost in the Wild. And actually it is one of the three songs that's featured on the, the Iceland project calendar that has just been released. (laughs) That's an interesting segue. I did not plan it like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is actually perfect. So yeah, like before, before we go there, just like, so, so if if anybody wants to, to receive some of these aerograms, like how do, how do they go about that?
0: Oh yeah. They can, uh, they can uh, contact me through Bandcamp or through my email directly, which is my name, Barbarash at gmail.com. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And the Bandcamp course is under my name as well so yeah for sure anybody who's interested
1: yeah wow, they're so special so thanks for making them that way and again like another and so that's example two of many <laughs> things that you do Of just like such a brilliant fusion idea that just over encompasses so many things like story among through your family your personal experiences the connection to the the, the delivery form like the aerogram of of how your mom and her sisters used to communicate back and forth and then using that as a way to communicate with those who are listening to your music and just you know want to have a unique experience so uh, there's so much good (laughs) in in that (laughs) as well so I just wanted to highlight and summarize all that for everybody but then so now yeah the song that's the lost in the wild song so yeah now this is coming up like right right now and something coming together at the end of the month that it's, this is all tied to, but yeah, the whole Iceland project. So if you want to tell us a little bit about that and how,
2: how
1: that started, how it evolved and what, what's happening in the future here.
0: Yeah. um, So my very, very good friend, Jesse Jin, who's also my hairstylist as well. (laughs) (laughs) I am so proud uh, to know her. She's such a a talented professional uh, hair, hair artist. And what she does is she brings together elements of nature into her work. So into, she's into, her, um, into the colors that she uses and the textures of the hair. And uh, also in terms of the fashion that she chooses for the models that will, of course, you know, tie in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just beautiful, beautiful work. And also, I should just say that the she it isn't just her professional work in 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 the creative sense in the in the per, well into the in the artistic sense of the art world, but also when she works on people, she also uh, brings that into her work with people, like bringing out that color and texture and matching that with a person's, the person's personality. It's it's you know so that you feel like it. It's just really, really, it's really, really special what she what she does on, on that level as well. So what happened was she, she went on a trip to Iceland with her husband and her young child. And they're both um, really good photographers. And they came back with these incredible um, photographs of the ice caves and lava, the gas eruptions, which I can't remember what they're called right in this moment, but... Um, right geysers thank you yes uh also and just and just the landscape because it was i guess it's it was uh it was winter at the point that they were there so there were these iceland has these incredible horses that are very very different because they're wild they're not like our horses (laughs) they're 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 all pretty much wild and they uh, they i mean they withstand these brutal, brutal, windy, cold winters. Mm. And a lot of them don't survive as a result that there's, oh. that they're just exist. And they're very, they're very rugged, but there's this beauty in their ruggedness. And she captured that in her photography for sure. So in terms of like nature, there there was obviously three major themes that she kind of came back with, which was The ice and the ice that was so unique because you have these volcanoes so you have lava that embeds itself in the ice so the ice is not just like regular ice you have this blackness and grays and like you know running through it's just incredible and the blues as well so that's just the the ice on its own or the ice caves Uh, And then you have these these fiery skies, you know, and then you have these, you know, lava. Um, It's just really fantastic. And then you have these horses. So she came back from that trip really inspired. And so she created, using three different models, she created, in a sense, uh, live paintings of those three elements of nature. The ice, the lava, or fire, and the horses,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and so at that point, that's when I came in because she started to show me what she'd been doing, and she she said I had my very I think it was my oh I had a little stint uh, a long time ago to write a song for a wedding, but but that was different. Uh, it was my, this was my first like professional kind of like will you write three songs for my project, and then. And then she said, you know, I really love your art book and the QR codes that you've been using, and I would really love to do something like that. Something along the lines of that, that pulls all of this together. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up creating uh, not an art book, but an art calendar that's in the form of a CD case, Mm -hmm. but it's a special CD case. They're called calendar cases, but they're exactly, I think, the same size as a CD case. And, but it's special because it bends back so that it props up the, the calendar. And so you have like all the sheets of the calendar like propped up in the place that the, as musicians, we, we would put our, you know, insert that our CD booklet or insert in. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's quite, it's quite special. And so we have the photo, basically, it's like it's, uh, we have the, the photographs of, that represent the ice, the photographs that represent the fire and and the photographs that were of the horses. And then the models also are included because Jessie also, um, she she documented her work herself. And yeah, so, uh, and then it has the QR codes for the three songs that I was commissioned in a sense to write for her. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so every month you have something that you can listen to. So you have like the song or what I decided to, what we decided to do is we, I decided to in- interview Jesse about right. her trip and about her artistic process. So you'll have little clips of that interview all throughout the whole year of 2023 for each month, you'll have an interview and she um, explains her process and what inspires her. Yeah. So, so this is this. And so we wanted to, um, we wanted to basically fund this ourselves and we wanted to, you know, raise money for something that mattered to us and that also tied in to this project. And so we we chose last year, Jesse volunteered, I believe, at the Vancouver uh, Indigenous Fashion Week here in Vancouver, obviously here in Vancouver. Uh, she's not volunteering this year, but she's obviously um, was very inspired by what they're doing. It's happening at the end of November, uh, November 28th to December 1st. And uh, we really wanted to support them uh, because it's also they have it's a very unique fashion show. It's not your typical fashion show. It's, I mean, you, of course you've got fashion, of course, but it's, it's cultural. It's the colors and the textures. It's not like, it's really, really cool. So, uh, so all our proceeds are going to them. Yeah.
1: Cool. Wow. Again, so situation number three. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying like the, the whole cycle of different things. So there's, there's, wow. I'm trying to think where to start. So first of all, I think what's so great about this and really illustrates how how important it is to share. You know, share share in general because you sharing your book in the first place. You know, like to the people who you thought would would appreciate it or would enjoy it. You know, Jesse was one of these people that saw it, had her own experience with it, and it was like had her own idea. You know, and not necessarily knowing what it was going to be, but but you know, having a rough idea. And this is where the benefit of you, when you share like the right kinds of opportunities pop up, you know, and her, her reaching out to you, be like, could you do this? Like, this makes me think of this. I think we should do something together that that's all because of you, you taking the time to, to give that to her, you know? So I think that's an important thing to notice, but like also just the, the stream of how that developed and, and where the the illustration of collaboration here, you know, like now, now doing yeah. what you have done, you know, very like much in in your own in your own space and looking to this, but now like working with somebody else's vision with with your your skill set, bringing that in to fuse mm-hmm. fuse all of these things is is so unique and like yeah, Iceland just and I'm sitting here, I have this calendar like right beside me, and and the the pictures are stunning and just just unreal just to see the variety of what can exist in one one place in the world but but yeah just hearing your music alongside it and, and knowing that joint intention and there's a there's a relationship with you that you two share in 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 a sense with like you know as a you go to her as a hairstylist but helps you find you know what feels good for you and 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 your in your skin and that side of it, but also like the friendship that you have and like, the, I'm sure yeah. the interviewing process for her to have to talk about this and, and share, I'm sure that must've been really special for her and like, a
0: Oh, so special. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's so interesting because, you know, collaborating with somebody in terms of writing a song um, is really not that different. You know, I found right when uh, collaborating with Jesse and the, you know even like you know we're st- starting to work on my ep and uh you know all the when you you know my whole previous experience about produce self-producing or what i thought was producing my my own um records uh was was all about the you know like oh yeah write the songs book the studio you know what i mean pay the money <laughs> um and- all this kind of stuff right and uh, do, 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 but I, basically, we're only starting to record now, most of our time up to date has been talking, just talking, and you asking me questions, and, and just really getting into the, the real um, deeper understanding of why this EP is happening in the first place, and what, what, what I'm trying to say, and that's a lot of what has, what happened with Jesse and I, with this with this calendar project a lot of discussion and when you think of we don't think about it when we're we're creating on our own because we have our own internal conversations that just kind of like run all the time at least i do right it's always running my own thought processes when i hear last night i i saw the interview that Bono did on uh, the late night show with Stephen Colbert. It was, it's so cool. It was so inspiring. So I'm having my own conversation with, uh, while I'm watching this incredible, incredible songwriter artist speak. And, you know, that I'm used to like that, that's comfortable. Right. But I, I'm realizing I'm, I'm really, really learning how to take time with the process when collaborating with another person and not just like pushing it through and let's get it done and what are we going to do and all this kind of stuff but really just just really valuing the conversation
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah I agree I think that has been I get lots of questions about or like how do you co with people or how do you collaborate and and oftentimes, it, if you just have a open up the floor to have a good conversation and just try to learn about each other, whatever whatever yeah. comes up ends up being the right thing, or it feels more natural than just like, all right, we should do this. And you know, and someone maybe not being like, well, I don't really connect to that. Like, I don't. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's hard to just jump in and go. Uh, yeah. I know you can do it, but I think it's a lot more enjoyable just to have the the human <laughs> the humanness of that of just tell me about like, what's up in your life right now? Or like, what are you thinking about? And we can go from there and share that. And magic happens from there. Like it doesn't, it's not complicated, <laughs> but <laughs> but we we do tend to complicate things over more than that. You know, so I love that you're highlighting that.
0: Yeah. I, I really love my life right now. <laughs> 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 it's just a continuous artistic venture with songwriting, the thread in every single thing I do.
1: Yeah. From way back when that, yeah. that's, well, yeah. cool the trace.
0: Yeah. And I'm no longer writing to save myself. Right. I'm, I'm writing to um, express the, the beauty of emotion in the world.
1: There's a mic drop. <laughs>
0: i'm processing this as we speak by the way
1: (laughs) yeah well that's that's one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast is just having these kinds of conversations and just having what you just said pop up you know how cool is that
0: yeah thank you so much for for inviting me really really appreciate it it's really good
1: (laughs) oh man yeah (laughs) like yeah, this has been so special. So so I'm just as a, a final thing, uh just so people can know, like this this is happening right now with with the calendars, whereabouts can is it similarly with uh yeah a bit it's different the same. is it on your bandcamp that people can find and
0: uh no um but I should put it up there, but no it's not. Um uh so it's really just contact me directly through my email. Okay. Um but people can obviously contact me through bandcamp as well, for sure. So it's just my, my name, which is, uh, which is a <laughs> Jewish Romanian name, Diane Barbresh. <laughs> B-A-R-B-A-R-A-S-H
1: <laughs>
0: at, g- at gmail.com.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so these are, uh,
0: yeah. And they, they're available. Oh yeah. um, They're available for $15. Yeah. And all the proceeds are going to the Vancouver Indigenous Fashion Week. Amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I'll definitely put that out there. So people can can find where to go and just support and and again I'm I'm so pumped it's funny I when I think of calendars every once in a while I get calendars and stick them up on the wall and and right where we are now we're in November of 2022 and this this begins in 2023. Yes. Um, yeah. this, this is the first time because I have it like sitting in the way that it full unfolds and like just prompts on my desk and it's it's just the size of a CD case. I've I've never been so excited to to like have a calendar ready to go for the new year. I'm like, come on, 2023. Like, what's the deal? I got to use my, you're to start using this calendar. Um,
0: I feel the same way. I have it. I have it on my desk as well. And I, I, am like, I, 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 dare not, you know, go to January yet cause it's not January, but I can't wait. <laughs> wow. Well, so funny.
1: It's kind of uh, and it's like it's an adventure calendar because there are things to engage with. There's music and there's stories in there. And and I guess I could just listen to it now, but I don't want to. I want to like space it out and just enjoy that ride. So there's I'm feeling like an anticipation <laughs> with it, just just waiting for it. So I'm like, ah, so I got two months before I could do this, but it's <laughs> building all great suspense, which is really cool. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for for coming on and and sharing this and just yeah, I so appreciate all the the ways that you utilize all the things to express yourself and and how you're helping other people doing do that by by just sharing. You know just I think plain and simple and allowing, allowing the space for whatever to follow follow and this calendar is a really great example of what can happen and what will what will continue to happen. So, I'm super excited to work on on the on these other songs with you and see what what comes out as a oh, result yeah. to of that too and,
0: and thank
1: you so uh, much michael
2: my gosh <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> michael.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is so inspiring and I, I i can't wait to hear what people think of all of these because i know the people that have gone through the right songs you love or any of the workshops with you that have found out about this are always just blown away so for for more to hear about it i I'm sure there's going to be some good questions and inquisitive yeah. interest. So um,
0: yeah, I can't wait.
1: <laughs> yeah. And thanks for always being like, well, awesome neighbor, but uh, with these workshops too, just you're, you're one of the, like, you are the founding push of, of why I write songs you love exists. And, and even when I thought it was only going to ever be a two level thing, you were part of that, that, <laughs> that feature that pushed it through to a third level as well. So, and.
0: The performing. Oh, ah! <laughs> it's good I I feel much better about performing now but I'm not there yet but I'm I'm getting there.
1: <laughs> well, how how's this for a final a final thing to go out on then because like I said like <laughs> and you can correct me if I'm wrong but I I would say that at one point when we when we first met and you'd come down to the hallway you're you're one of those people that kind of would express almost like an allergic reaction <laughs> to performance. <laughs> yeah so so to have that be so so different now like back in july when shara and i came to vancouver we did a house concert together and that was just so cool to to be a part of with you and to just to witness and just to yeah. see through. you're kind of you're calm and cool with it not that it was all yeah. like easy but like that the fact that you got to that state and i know there's a lot of people that really are ever we all do i think it's just a matter well i'm not gonna least, oh you know what you, you, know you know what, Michael. Say, but, I just want oh, to like, yeah. ask you is like, what would your advice or just share a little bit of your experience of like what that transition has been to go from that state to where you're at now in terms of performing and sharing your stuff. Oh, that
0: that Yeah. That's your like level three or part three of write songs you love. And of all of them, I, I just want to just say that, that if, I think that people should take that one as a must. Like it's just, or I mean, I guess you got to do one and two first, but but that like don't omit that one, absolutely not, because that's when everything comes together, and uh, I know that I'm not the only one, you know, uh, but that is when everything came together, everything that I was learning and um, uh, about myself and opening up to, not just in terms of songwriting, but in terms of the audience and how to connect, everything. I started to kind of pull it all together. So when I did that house co- concert, I I I knew I was I was very aware that I was pulling all my tools together. Yeah, and that uh I knew how to make myself uh and my and what I need a priority. I knew how to not skim over things. I knew how to take my time and there's Intricate ways of knowing or doing that, right? And but but I had to kind of take go through all the levels of things in those pro in the programs, right? And to really get to that point, there, there was no other way because it's not like you can't you can't open up a book and read and then just be that you, you can't. So yeah, I I mean I'm so happy that I did all three levels. I probably the only reason why I'm not doing the year intensive is because i'm doing the ep and i, I can only do so much but <laughs> but uh, i can totally see myself doing the year intensive again if you offer it again for sure
1: yeah, yeah. well you know it's been neat yeah. to, to explore that and just to see like large a lot of large parts of it were were experimental to see how it would work with all of you and and to, to have that you be a part of that first session of it was amazing and just what what you done with it and how yeah. you applied it so yeah like this doing a full year just saying hey this is an option i'm actually going to have a new a new full year group starting in january because normally i would just oh, cool doing them in in september but it's going to be one that i'm gonna i think i'm going to do both because they're really neat times of year to start something like that i think yeah
2: yeah um, yeah
1: and there's some people that are on board to to get going so so yeah, yeah. for anyone kind of interested in in hearing about this kind of stuff more there'll be more information as we get closer to that date but but yeah it's it's just been a treat to have have yourself and people people like you in the group just to help it evolve to to what it is and will continue to but like it's just grown so much through your practice and showing up and how much you share and put your special fingerprint on things so
0: thank you yeah yeah just pure pure joy that's all i can say (laughs)
1: amazing well again thanks. a couple
0: of ten- and a couple of temper tantrums in there too so, <laughs> okay.
1: that's part of it you need some temper tantrums to put everything in perspective
0: <laughs> i need that a minor what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> All right. a minor got a minor got demoted by uh a g at nine uh for two weeks and then that was it back to e minor get a minor again <laughs> you yeah.
1: know it was a temp yeah. position
0: it was so fun talking in to you today. Thank you so much.
1: There you go. The great Diane Barbarash. She is just a wizard with all the different ways that she finds homes and delivery methods for her music. So hopefully that was inspiring to you to think a little bit outside the box of how you can be creative, but also how you can deliver and create connection with the people who you want to. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of anyone who does that in in more ways, and more creative ways to themselves than Diane. So such a treat to have her on and just to keep witnessing her, her amazing journey. So I'm going to include a song that she spoke of a little bit earlier that goes along with the story she told about her dad and being in that department store with flying gumballs and Heimlich maneuvers. <laughs> that song is called Lost in the Wild and I'll have I'm gonna play it right now, but I'll also have the link to that song and links to Diane's book, the expressive arts book called Evidence of Love that she was talking about as well. And if you want to support what she's doing with these calendars, they are spectacular and beautiful and and going to a really good cause. They're going to the indigenous fashion week that is happening in Vancouver at the end of the month. So you got a couple of weeks left to contribute to that and you can reach out directly as Diane said to her which is just her name Diane Barbarash at gmail.com okay looking forward to hearing what you think about this and what this episode inspires you to do so drop a line in the facebook group or respond to the newsletter either way i'd just love to to hear how this episode particularly has impacted you and to plant some bugs in in your ears that coming up to the end of the year here in January, I'm gonna be starting some new sessions of various programs. One of the ones that we're gonna have that we did last year was the, we'll definitely have the teacup challenge going on again. So look for more details on that coming closer to that time. But I'm also putting the word out that I'm going to start a new round of, a, of the year-long What Write Songs You Love program in January because there were some people that weren't able to do it this last round when it started in September but expressed interest and have confirmed wanting to do it in January. So, so I'm all for it. I think it's a great time of year to start something like that. So if that is at all interesting to you, feel free to reach out and I am happy to jump on a call to explain more about the program and what it could look like and if it's a right fit for you. So don't hesitate to do that. I am happy to chat and we'll be having also some more fun events, or at least one more, one more kind of meetup session on Zoom just to bring the community together before the end of the year, maybe before December, before things get super crazy. Uh, yeah, but I always enjoy those sessions so much, just putting people in the room and and making some new connections. So look out for all of those things. Like I said, feel free to reach out and touch base if any of those interest you and we'll catch you next time here's diane
2: lost in the wild alone and In the world, so dark and slow, and rough. you know, I'm changing. I know.